you are watching us online, we welcome you wherever you're joining us from. Pray that you are blessed by this service this evening. We do have 48 people out this evening also for the youth advance. They return back sometime this evening. Um, so, how many of you tonight have some kind of a promise from God? You have, I don't, I don't care if it's ministry, finances, the salvation of someone, but you have a or multiple promises from God. See those hands again. How many of you believe with me that as a body we have some very clear promises and words from God? I'm talking about just what we are hoping or wishing for, but what God has said he was going to do. Luke chapter 1, verse number 30. Luke 1, verse number 30. In Jesus' name. And the angel said unto Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel the same thing that we say about our promises. How shall this be? How shall this be? Maybe not the rest of it, but this part. How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who, has, who was called barren. For with God, for with God, for with God, no thing, for with God, no thing, for with God, no thing shall be impossible. For with God no thing shall be impossible. 
And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. I don't know if it's really a title, but I guess for the sake of the title, I want to preach to you for a few minutes tonight, according to thy word. According to thy word. Father, I thank you for allowing us the privilege and the opportunity to be here in spite of obstacles and challenges and difficulties and perhaps even other options we've gathered here tonight in your name and you've already met us here you've already responded to our worship but i also god am believing that you're going to minister tonight through your word that you would speak to our hearts and lives tonight and in the name of jesus i pray that faith would be released into this sanctuary tonight to be mixed with your word that it would profit us in the name of jesus christ in Jesus' name, Father, I trust you. I depend on you tonight. I trust you for your anointing, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me say this as the starting point. If I live according to the word then I have the right to expect things to work in my life according to the Word. Say it again. If I live according to the Word, perfectly, obviously not, but if I strive by the help and grace of God to live According to the word, I have every right to expect that things in my life are working according to the word. And so Mary, after her doubting and questioning and responds and says, Be it unto me according to thy word. The word according, or the, the words according to in the in a couple of regular dictionaries, not Greek words, just good old dictionaries. According to Oxford Dictionary, according to means in a manner corresponding or conforming to. In a manner corresponding or conforming to. According to Macmillan Dictionary, it means if you do something according to a plan, system, or set of rules, you do it in a way that agrees with or obeys that plan, system, or set of rules. And so what Mary was saying was, here is the normal set of rules. Here is what is to be expected. But your word, oh, hallelujah, your word supersedes the norm. And so rather than circumstances working according to the norm, 
Rather than circumstances working according to the logical, be it unto me according to thy word. And the Greek word there for word is rhema. It's a fresh living word. So I say again to those of you tonight that have a promise, you and I need to start living in a way that says, be it unto me according, that everything in my life is working according to, everything that's going on is working in connection with the fulfillment of your word. Am I the only person in this place tonight that is getting very tired of being up one day and down the next because circumstances seem to be saying one thing, but the word has said another thing? Circumstances seem to be going one direction, but I've got a word that's going another direction. Circumstances are showing me one set of facts, but the word is saying a whole nother set. Circumstances say there's no way that could happen. Circumstances say there's no way that's, in, that's possible. But according to the word, nothing shall be impossible. Oh, hallelujah. I got a question for you. If you, if you sit down to work out a math problem, I mean more than just two plus two, but I guess that'll work. I mean, if you, you've got some kind of algebraic equation you are working out, there is a predetermined correct answer. If I've got the formula, I, 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 I may not know the answer, but the answer is not undecided. Oh, hallelujah. The answer is not undetermined. I've just got to figure out the equation and assuming all is done right, I will get to the answer that is the answer. But before I ever started working out the equation, the answer's already the answer. I just got to go through the steps to get there. And so what God does is He gives us the answer first. The way it works for you and I is we got the problem. We don't know the answer. Oh, God, let faith rise up in us afresh and anew tonight. We, we know the problem, but we don't really know the outcome from a natural perspective. But God says, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the answer in advance. So when you see the problem, you can go, you know what? <laughs> That's kind of crazy looking, but what I know is I've already got the answer. You see, naturally speaking, we work out the problem to find the answer. Spiritually speaking, we go through the problem just to see how we got to the answer. But the answer is determined by the Word. And if you and I have a Word, I've got the answer. i just got to go through the process of how it unfolds to get to the answer. But everything, everything, I'm going to say it again, 
I guess I'm saying it as the qualification. I can't live however I want to live and then expect everything to work according to the Word. But if I am living according to the Word, I have the right to expect that everything in my life is working according to the Word. I had somebody stop me this morning or I was just greeting folks and in the course of that got into a conversation with somebody and they said, you know what, God, I, this, this is an exact quote, so if you're watching, I'm not quoting you exactly. They said, I... I, I, I got a, I think they said God opened a door yesterday. I, I got a little bit of an answer. And you know what the thing was they ended up explaining was their answer? It wasn't that any circumstances changed. It wasn't that any of the situations changed, but their understanding changed. Majority of our problems right here. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. That's why again, If you don't know Psalm 73, every believer needs to know Psalm 73 because every believer goes through Psalm 73. And the psalmist said, I had all my steps had well nigh slipped. I got to looking at the prosperity of the wicked and my steps had almost slipped until I got in the sanctuary. And one thing happened in the sanctuary. He got to thinking differently. He saw things differently. Everything else stayed the same, but his thinking was adjusted. And when When his thinking was adjusted, he got his feet back on solid ground. And the circumstances really didn't matter. I know it may not be the answer you want tonight, but I tell somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight, if you could just get your thinking right, it really wouldn't matter what's going on around you. As long as you have the right thinking that says everything is working according to thy word. According to thy word. According to thy word. What, what was Mary's job? What was Mary's job? What did Mary have to do? On one hand, I guess you could say she didn't have to do anything. Holy Ghost overshadowed her. And produced something in her. So from one standpoint, she didn't have to do anything but be available. I think from another standpoint, she did have to do something. She had to carry a promise around. She had to be the one that was properly living, that was living in a way that would properly care for what's growing inside of us. I wonder if some of us got some promises that are about to miscarry because we've been given the promise and then we just want to go do whatever and live however and expect it to come to fruition. You don't have to earn the promise. You can't make the promise come to pass, but you do have to live in a way that allows the promise to be fulfilled in your life. Brother Mike McGurk spoke yesterday morning, Chosen Advance. The title of his message was Chosen with a Promise. He talked about four things that are needed to live with a promise. If I remember correctly, the four were integrity, devotion, servanthood. (laughs) Forget the third one. He talked about devotion. 
I think it may have been preparation, actually. I think it was. And he said preparation and devotion are similar, but he used them separately. When I've been given a prob- promise, it's, I, I said it, I forget I said it recently, maybe this morning. When I've been given a promise, it's not time to just go get my lawn chair, sit back and get my sweet tea and watch what God does. If God says He's going to do something, it's my job to be preparing. It's my job to be positioning myself. It's my job to be getting myself ready. Not trying to make it happen. Not trying to become worthy of it. But being a vessel that is fit for it to be fulfilled in. Oh God, I wonder how many of us... Let me see your hands one more time. You got us. Let's go back. We all have corporate promises. We all got them. If you're here tonight and you're a part of this church, you're a part of those promises. But uh, let's go back for, to the some of the let's go back to the personal one more time. You got personal promises. You got things God has promised to you. You don't have to raise your hand. In fact, I I mean if you just really need to if it'll make you feel better, you can, but I'm not expecting you to. I wonder how many of you that just raised your hand for a promise that you spend a lot of time stressing fretting over what God said he was going to do. What good is the promise? If you're going to spend all your time fretting and worrying about it. What what good is the promise? If he's given you the promise, God who calls those things that are not as though they were. We we, 100,000 people at Antioch. We can't even fill up at 600 seats. That's like light years away. You understand God is there? God says, let me give you the answer. Let me give you where you're going. And what I really want you to do is just try to enjoy the trip. No, it's not going to be in first class. No, they're not giving you champagne before the plane takes off. No, no, you're not in a five-star hotel. You may have to endure hardness as a good soldier. But if you will choose to not be weary in well-doing, then everything is working according to. It's working in, it's working corresponding or conforming to the rhema that God has given you. I used it this morning. I didn't preach it. I did touch on it for a moment. It wasn't the message. Those of you that weren't in Arnold this morning, but the prophet says to the king, they're in the midst of a famine, and he says, tomorrow there's going to be bread. Going to be cheap bread, that's right. Going to be plenty of bread. And one of the king's servants said, ain't going to happen. Never going to happen. At the same time, the man of God is preaching, or speaking, prophesying, There's four lepers. 
that were just hanging out at the city gate, feeling sorry for themselves. They say, why sit we here till we die? We go back into the city, there's a famine, and we definitely die. We stay here, we die. If we go to the Syrian camp, they may let us live, or they may kill us. So what do we have to lose? They had no idea. Oh, Jesus. They did, they weren't sitting in the king's court when the man of God was prophesying. <laughs> they weren't sitting there hearing that the famine was about to end. They were just getting a little tired of their circumstances and decided to move. But at the same time God is speaking through the prophet, he's got four guys over here that don't even realize they're a part of the plan and the will of God. Can I tell somebody tonight, maybe you're in the king's court tonight and all you're hearing is the word and you're not seeing anything. But at the same time God's speaking, he's somewhere else and he's got some things that are working and your job is to just do what the woman said, be it unto me according to your word. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 3. Through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Not intellect, not logic, not human reasoning, but through faith, we understand that the worlds, oh God, were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The Amplified, by faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Weist's translation says it this way, by means of faith we perceive that the material universe and the God-appointed ages of time were equipped and fitted by God's Word for the purpose for which they were intended. And it follows, therefore, that that which we see did not come into being out of that which is visible. How is it we can sit here tonight and believe that God said, let there be light, and there was light, but then we can't believe that God can say I'm going to bless your finances and I'm going to make you the head and not the tail or I'm going to save your spouse or I'm going to save your kids and we sit back and go I don't know God that's a big thing I'm going to heal your body I'm going to take away disease I don't know God that's pretty big are you kidding me out of nothing, Job, I think it's in the book of Job, it says he hung the world on nothing. 
You understand God doesn't need anything to do something. He don't need any material to do something. There is one thing he does need. He needs some faith to be mixed with his word. But if somebody will mix faith with the word, then there is no thing that shall be impossible. Mary didn't spend nine months fretting over whether or not the promise was going to come to pass. She just spent nine months being the carrier of the promise. Oh, I, I remind you, we, we get all excited about a promise from God, and, and, and I think a lot of times we forget why God gives us a promise. To me, there's two basic reasons why God gives you a promise. I think the first and most common is He gives you the promise because it's not about to happen. Or he gives you the promise because it's going to happen pretty soon, but all hell's going to break loose and it's going to look so impossible that he's going to give you the promise. So no matter what it looks like, you can believe it's going to happen. But we get a promise and we think it's going to happen in five minutes. No, it's not. The Bible says you have need of patience after you've done the will of God that you might receive the promise. But if I will have patience or endurance and keep believing, then I will see. According to Thy word. That means everything. Oh, Jesus. Everything in my life has to work according to the word. And even when it looks like it's contrary to the word, it is working according to the word. Do you? All right. Say it again. If I am living according to the Word and expecting the Word to be working in my life, every single situation is ultimately working according to His Word. Every single situation. Anybody sitting here tonight with some negative situations? No, you're not. I really wasn't planning to try to get you, but they're rare moments for me, so I got you. No, they're not. How can they be negative? They're all working according to thy word. They are all working according to thy word. If you got sickness tonight, it can only be in your body to work according to the word. If you're faithful with your finances, but you're struggling in your finances, it can only be working according to the word. If your work doing your best to live according to the word and your baby's got sickness in his body, then it only can be working according to thy word. One more time, probably not one more time, probably more than that, but at least one more time. How many of you got a promise tonight? Hopefully I'm not losing hands. Oh, is there in your spirit tonight, if you got a promise, be it unto me according to thy word.
the worlds were framed. You, you, one, of you, one of you brainiacs, help me out. What's, what's the speed of light? Whatever, something, something, yeah. Do, do you realize, at least the way I understand what Scripture says, God did not have to sit down and program. Mm. He didn't have to sit down and write out all the properties of light. I, I, we, we, we had an elective class. I was in like ninth grade, I think, eighth or ninth grade at Antioch Christian School, and we had a computer class, and we, they were teaching us some, some, com, some basic computer programs. Not, not basic programming, but the language basic. <laughs> so we, we, would, we would write some of these, you know, really basic formulas. <laughs> the problem was if you didn't get the formula right, you, you, the outcome wasn't right. You had to get it all. And man, we got any computer programmers here tonight? I know there's some of you that know all about it, even if that's not your specific. Man, there's, depending on the program, thousands of lines of text. That every single line has to be just right. But God did not sit down with his pen and paper and write down how fast light would be and, and all of the properties of light. He just simply said, Let there be light. And in that word, was all of the properties of light. In that word was all of the substance to create light, Brother Ian. In that word. Does anybody have a word tonight? Does anybody have a rhema tonight? Does anybody have a rhema tonight? If so, in that Rhema is all the material needed to bring it to pass. It's all of the properties needed to bring it to pass. Because God brings things seen from things unseen. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Ellenberger, I'm assuming... Glenn Burney's not going the way you expected. It's not going the way perhaps I've expected. We, we haven't seen what we've expected to see there, have we? Oh, I like that answer. We haven't seen it, but what? It's a done deal. It's a done deal. Oh, hallelujah. I don't care if we go another year or two with just a handful of saints and no sinners getting the Holy Ghost. It's a done deal. And everything is working according to the Word. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. You got some promises, Brother Ian? Have things gone the last little while the way you had planned or expected? No. No. I, I, hopefully you love us. We love having you here, but I don't think you ever really had it in your plans to be at Central. Uh, not that you have any problems with us. I don't think that, but I, I don't think you 
I don't think you, you were north and I think expected to be north and yeah. I got a question. Did God ever say, like, I mean, almost audibly, thus saith the Lord to you, Ian, go to central? No, sir. No, sir. It's just kind of circumstances, wasn't it? Now, don't give me the spiritual answer. Give me the natural answer. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed like, it just kind of seemed, you just kind of go along with unfolding circumstances. But could it be? That beyond your expectation of what you envision the future to be, that everything has been working according to His Word. And so while you may not be where you plan to be, you are exactly where God plans you to be. And it's unfolding according to His Word. How about you and I settle tonight? I mean, come on, let's, let's just, I'm not trying to, if you're watching and you're a part of this congregation and you're home for whatever reasons, I'm not shooting at you, but... Hit pause or hit mute for a minute. Just turn the camera on right there. Let me wave to everybody. Come on, let's be honest. You had an excuse to not be here tonight. I don't, I don't, I don't, I respect, I honestly, I sincerely respect anyone that decided to stay home because of the roads. I, or, I, I have no problem with that. No problem with that. So I'm not, I'm not shooting at anybody. I'm, I'm talking to you. You decided. To be here. I don't care if you sort of felt like you had to be here. You, there's others that... You're here. So, that tells me... I know, I know there's nobody perfect in this room tonight except one. And you can't see him. The rest of us aren't. But my point is, I believe in spite of every every struggle and failure any of us have in this room tonight, I believe everybody here has a sincere desire to live according to His Word. So therefore, I should not be giving in to the accusations of the enemy that's trying to convince me the struggles in my life is because God is punishing me. It's just because God is choosing to get to the answer through these set of circumstances. Everything, everything, everything. Everything is working according to His Word, His purpose for your life. Everything. Everything. The worlds were framed by the Word of God. The worlds were framed by the Word. Framed. By the word, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to thy word. Faith's not our problem. If you have faith the size of a Mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. 
Faith, you and I, our, our issue is not a lack of faith. Listen, listen, I, I don't plan to go much longer, but listen to this. Let me just, let me, let me, let me, let me look for the runway with this. Here, here's the kind of confidence that I want to have in the Word, the rhema. Genesis 50 and 25. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you. God will visit you. He understood that he wasn't going to see it, but he still believed it. And so he made them swear an oath that you carry my bones from hence. We're in Egypt. But we got a promise that God's going to bring us out of Egypt. And I haven't seen the promise and I'm not going to see the promise, but I'm still going to get out of here. And so I want you to swear by an oath that you will take my bones. Exodus chapter 13 and verse 18. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses. And Moses. Took the bones of Joseph. With him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Joseph said, I'm not going to see it, but God is going to visit you, and when you go, don't leave me behind. I may not be alive when you go, but I'm going with you, and sure enough, God visited his people and they kept their word. But that's not all. Joshua 24 and 29. Joshua has now come to the end of his life. And it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance. They buried him in the border of his inheritance. They didn't bury him in the wilderness. They didn't bury him in the desert. They buried him in the border of his inheritance, which is in Mount Ephraim on the north side of the hill of Gash. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. And the bones of of Joseph. And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, they buried in Shechem, in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamar, the 
father of Shechem for a hundred pieces of silver, and it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Joseph's bones didn't just get brought out of Egypt, but buried in the wilderness, part way between Egypt and the promised land. But Joseph, even though he was not there to walk in himself, he still got his inheritance because everything was working according to thy word. And he was buried in the land of promise. I'm here to tell somebody tonight. I know you may not want to hear this. I'm not telling you you're going to see the fulfillment of every promise that you've got. But God will fulfill every promise that he's given. Oh, Jesus. Brother Bishop, I hope you live to see it. Because I know if there's anybody here that's believed in the promises of God for this church besides the bishop, it's you. But I'll tell you tonight, just by chance, if you don't live to see it, we'll take you with us. Because God will surely visit this people. God will surely visit this people. This is not our destination. This is not what we have lived for. And this is where it ends. This is not the end. God is going to fulfill His Word. And everything is working according to the Word. Oh, I understand I'm preaching to some people tonight that are dealing with some very impossible situations. I understand I'm preaching to some people tonight that what you're going through looks like it is an absolute impossibility for God to turn it around or take care of it. But if you have a promise, then you've got the guarantee that God is going to do it. And just in case you've forgotten, God has this pattern of letting things look more and more and more and more impossible before he finally shows up and does what he said he was going to do. The worlds were framed. The worlds were framed. So God, tonight, our response to you is, be it unto me according to thy word. Lord, if you would have been here, our brother would not have died. If you would have been here, God, if you would have showed up when we first called you, our brother would not have died. But for whatever reasons, you didn't come. And now he's in the grave and he stinks. Mm. Some of y'all tonight, mm, you got some stuff in your life. Ooh, it stinks. It stinks because it's decaying. It stinks because it's dead. And you're saying... Keep the stone closed. Don't roll. No. If you'd have been here, something would have happened, but you didn't come. Mm. 
I preached to somebody tonight, you've got some stuff that you're saying, God, if you would have showed up when I called you, if you would have answered when I called, my situation wouldn't be what it is. My circumstances wouldn't be what they are. But you delayed, God, and now is not only is it dead, but it stinks. And I hear the word of the Lord to you tonight saying, roll away the stone. Have you ever thought about this? Lazarus was wrapped in grave clothes, bound hand and foot. I think it's safe to say they did not bury him standing up. How do you go from here, bound hand and foot, to here? I realize the Bible don't say it, but I'm just kind of imagining the only way it happened was somehow he came out. Because they had to loose him, correct? Doesn't it say that? I feel a little bit of hopping spirit coming on somebody. I may be bound, but I'm breathing. I may be still all wrapped up, but I feel some life. Apparently, apparently, there was enough power when he said, Lazarus, come forth. The world was framed. Lazarus' world was framed by the word. That somehow in the words, Lazarus, come forth, was also written into the program, get up. I don't know how he went from parallel to vertical, horizontal to vertical. Actually, I think I do. His world got framed by the word. And as impossible as the whole thing was, when God called it to be, everything, everything, everything had to work according to the word. Even the obstacles had to work according to the word. I, I guess I might be, I might be wrong, but I mean, I know, I know y'all say you're loving Maryland and all that, but I mean, based on the challenges, there's got to be a couple times you thought, what did, what did we do here? What did we get ourselves into? The word. Word, just everything, everything. You realize even when you aren't aware or weren't aware of it, God was working everything according to the Word. Well, I wasn't living right. Yeah, but He knew where you were going. I heard a preacher make this point the other day. I was listening to a message while I was working. I heard a preacher make this point. I've never noticed this before. But brother, you maybe maybe you've caught this before. God, if I got what he was saying correctly, and God was giving Moses the instruction for Aaron's garments, priestly garments, while Aaron was in the process of building, creating the fatted calf, the golden calf.
meaning, in case case you're not getting it, at the very moment he was doing one of the dumbest things he could ever do, at the very moment he was being a horrible leader, at the very time he was giving in to the demands of the people, on the other end, God wasn't saying, you idiot, I am so done with you, you have so blown it. But God is still working for his future, even while in his present, he's doing some pretty messed up stuff. So I can tell somebody tonight, if that happened for Aaron, then at the same time, you were falling and stumbling. God could still be in the process of preparing what it is he has for you. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, be it unto us tonight according to thy word. Oh, Stephen, Megan, can you guys come stand down front and bring that baby? A couple of months ago, I didn't tell the whole story. A couple of months ago, Thursday before the funeral that took place for Terry, right? I got a, if I remember correctly, I got a text. It was the first thing I got. Sister Megan texted and said, do you care if some of us meet in the prayer room tomorrow morning before the funeral to pray for Terry, or to, excuse me, to pray? I'm like, no, no problem. Pray on. Because all I thought, all I knew was they had a burden for God to do something in that funeral, so they wanted to get together and pray. I get a text during church from Brother Stephen. Can you call me after church, Pastor? I want to talk to you. Somehow in the course of that text, it came up. We want to know if we can meet in the, con- or in the chapel tomorrow morning and pray. I responded, your wife already asked me that. No problem. Then there was another text. Well, I want you to I want you to know why we want to pray. We want to pray because we believe that God is going to raise Terry from the dead. I got to tell you, it's one thing when somebody has just died and you're waiting on the paramedics to believe that God will raise them up. That's one thing. It's one thing to walk into a hospital room where somebody has just passed away and walk in there and believe that God will bring them back to life. But when somebody's been dead for almost two weeks and you still have the faith, that's some faith, my friend. <laughs> that's some faith. I'm sorry, there's, there's some natural things that get done to a body. But none of that was an obstacle or an issue to faith. I I don't have a word one way or the other, but if you guys want to meet tomorrow and pray, so be it. I don't know who else started it, 
I don't know if you guys didn't actually start it, but you guys were part of the spearhead. Faith is not a problem. And this kidney is a whole whole lot less of a challenge for God than a two-week-old body that's been laying in a casket. So if you had the faith for that, the faith for this, now we prayed Tuesday night in the prayer meeting for Joshua. He has one functioning kidney. And that functioning kidney over the last couple of weeks has been damaged that they're saying now basically 50% function. You guys, you guys, not me, not us, you two have all the faith needed. I, I'm not. I'm not trying. You brethren, check me. Help me. I, I'm not trying to to be avoidant of something. I am not prepared. I don't feel like at this moment I have a thus saith the Lord. And I'm not going to make one up. If I got it, I, if I know I got it, I'll say it. But I, right now, I'm not prepared to say I got a thus saith the Lord. But I got a whole lot of faith right now that every everything is working according to the word and that rather than you guys telling somebody else's story rather than you guys telling somebody else's miracle it's not an easy road to walk but God is providing situations that are working according to his word I want you to take some of this oil and I want you to lay hands on this baby and I want you to stand and join your faith with them that God is working according to his word and here is what we are believing for that God is going to restore this kidney to full function God is going to restore this kidney to full complete health in the name of Jesus Christ God I pray right now be it unto Joshua according to your word in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus according to your word I declare tonight God that everything in this body is ultimately working according to your word yeah God, we don't care what the doctor says. We don't care what the reports continue to say. We declare tonight that it's working according to your word. In the name of Jesus. 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 
Ikarabo shata yandolo bo sataya. Ilo bo shata ramandolo bo shata labaha. Ilo bo shata yandolo bo sata labaha. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to give an altar call and here's how I want to give it. I'm appealing again to those of you that say you have a promise. And here's what I'm asking you to do. Especially, I'm not excluding those of you that got full faith and confidence in your promise. But especially to those of you tonight that perhaps you're struggling some with your promise. I'm asking you to come. Don't, don't let, let me finish what I'm asking you to do before you start. But I'm asking you to come to this altar and I'm not asking you to ask God. I don't want you asking God to confirm the promise, to uh, to, to give you a reminder of the promise. But I want you to come and I want you to pray Mary's prayer and just simply say, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Every circumstance, every situation, every obstacle, every challenge, I declare tonight that it all is working in my life according to the rhema that you have given me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Listen, listen, listen to me for a moment. Listen to me for a moment before you keep praying. Some of you, some of you that have already come, maybe some of you that haven't come yet. I just felt this, I believe. Some of you are living under the weight of the promise. Your promise has become a burden. That's not why God gave you that promise. God did not give you a promise for it to be a cloud for you to live under. So if, you act, if you've got a word and you're absolutely certain, I, I know, I'm just going to insert it. We've got to be careful because there's some things in our personal lives that if we're not careful, we make up our own words. But if you know without a doubt, and perhaps you've even got confirmation of those things that are your personal words, it is not the will of God for you to live under a cloud or a burden or a weight of those promises. Quite the opposite. You are supposed to live in peace and assurance. I know it may not look like it right now. And everything may go against it, but this all has to work according to the Word. I'm sorry for interrupting you. You can pray now. Be it, be it unto me according to thy word. As impossible as it looks, as impossible as it seems, with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. When God gave you your promise, God knew your weaknesses. When God gave you your promise, God knew your inabilities. When God gave you your promise, He knew you didn't possess certain talents or skills. But if He gave you that promise, He also knew that He could frame your world with His Word. That in your world, 
he could create what is seen from the unseen. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I believe the Holy Ghost is in this place. I'm not saying that based on what I feel. I'm saying it based on faith. I'm not talking about some natural or, or some emotional response right now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We walk by faith and not by sight. I think we can also say we walk by faith and not by feeling. So don't miss what God is doing for you right now because of a lack of feeling. Declare your faith. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto us, be it unto us according to thy word. Be it unto us according to thy word. Are there any Josephs here tonight? I may not see it myself, God, but I believe it's going to happen whether I see it or not. I may not be able to see my loved one get saved, but if you said you're going to do it, it's going to happen. We're going to see the impossible. Be it unto this congregation according to thy word. Be it unto this congregation according to thy word. Be it unto this congregation according to thy word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Can I get some of you to help in the altar a little bit? Can I get some of you to minister to somebody that needs it right now? If you don't feel the need to respond for yourself, that's all right. But would you let the Holy Ghost flow through you to minister to somebody else right now? Would you let some virtue flow through you? Would you let God allow some faith to flow through you to somebody? Be it unto me according to your word.